0: Good Friday morning to you, everybody, and welcome in to A Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Scott Beatty, filling in for one more day here on this week between Christmas and New Year's, and then Brian Barnhart will officially get into the captain's chair on Tuesday morning, the 2nd of 2018, is the next permanent host of A Penny for Your Thoughts. And I know you're familiar with Brian, and you'll enjoy him, and... Uh, excited to see what uh, what he's bringing to the table. He's kept his cards close to the vest and all that. I know some of the things that we love here about a Penny for Your Thoughts will continue to be a part of it. And that's most importantly you and you uh, listening in and you calling in, texting in, and emailing in as well. You can do that here this morning for sure. In the first hour, we have an open line. And uh, anything that's on your mind is is fair game and uh, as as has always been the case here on this program, within reason, uh, obviously, or good standards, but otherwise, uh, we can go any direction you would like. And the way you get in touch is 356 9397 is the number to call. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351 5357. You can also email talk at wdws.com. In the second hour of the program at uh, 10 o'clock, Luke Boyce is coming over from Shatterglass Films. I talk to him regularly on the news hour, and uh, but we have a, a, a somewhat more limited time in that show. And so for him to come in today, we get a chance to look back at what his favorites were from this past year and uh, maybe things that he's looking forward to from the, from the film side of things. And you can call in with any of your questions about films as well. Uh, Luke Boyce will be in 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 our number two. So however you want to get in touch, uh, we appreciate it and uh, would love to hear from you. Some of the things I am curious about here on this Friday morning, I thought, is it's uh, 2017 coming to a close. Is there something that uh, you look back on and are celebrating? What's been good for you in 2017? What was the best for you in 2017? Maybe it's something personal. That just would be fun to share. And, uh, you know, good news kind of uplifts everybody else. Maybe somebody was born in your family. Uh, maybe uh, you had some milestone celebration. Maybe you've reached uh, a landmark in your your personal life or your family's life or however you want to look at it. Maybe you're getting married. Something like that. Just let us know. It would just be fun to hear what's good about 2017. What What will you remember about 2017? Obviously, there's also bad. Maybe there's something that you're just saying, hey, I can't wait to turn the calendar. And even though there's nothing special about what's going to happen in two or three days, it just this time of year feels like a reset for all of us an opportunity to start new. So something you can't wait to say uh, goodbye to in 2017. Now, it may not just be personal. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're tired of hearing some of the stuff that's on the news and you can't wait for it to be different in 2018, and hopefully I don't have to hear much more about fill-in-the-blank. Those are some of the things that uh, I'd be curious to hear. So, anything you're celebrating here at the end of 2017? Anything you're looking forward to in 2018? Anything you're saying I uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out to in 2017? Anything that uh, you're concerned about for 2018? Also, uh, curious to hear folks' thoughts on the... Uh, because I'm getting confused by it, and I'm A decently intelligent person I would like to think and I know that uh, that that your mileage may vary there but this whole property tax thing that's uh, going on here where people are lining up to give their uh, pay their property taxes now well the IRS has come out and said uh, hey if your assessment hasn't taken place yet uh, you really can't take all the deduction for anything that you prepay in 2017 so I'm I'm getting confused now is it should I try to get over to uh, Brookings or wherever it is and pay my property taxes today here before the end of business? Uh, does it not matter? I don't even know if uh, my home meets the assessment. I don't even know how that all works. So if there is uh, somebody that want, has an idea on that, would love to we could crowdsource this a little bit because I'm guessing if I'm a little bit confused, you might be a little bit confused as well on that. Uh, and picking up for something we were talking about yesterday, looking at the hallmarks of the next generation, is just thinking that when we hit the calendar year of 2018, that will be the first time we'll have 18 year olds that were born 2000 or after. And of course, many of the kids that are younger than 18 don't even remember 9 11. But even if you were born on January 1st, 2000, you probably don't have any memory of of 9-11 because you would have been under two years old so this is just a new generation where that's not something that's part of your memory and you're a part of the new millennium and uh, i i we don't often have a lot of teenagers calling in but we i'm sure we have parents of teenagers out there or teachers of teenagers and even the college students right now wondering what you think about this next generation what are you concerned about with them do you see something in them that uh Gives you pause or do you see some really good strengths in this upcoming generation that you say yep i think we'll be in good hands or maybe it's a little bit of both so some of the things i've been thinking about here as we close out 2017 into 2018 but again as always you can take us in a different direction as well looks like we're going to get some snow today and tonight might get up to uh, you know somewhere around two to four inches when it's all said and done so Uh, Make sure you're taking those precautions. Nothing we can't handle around here. We're used to it, though, as long as you drive smart. Off and running here on A Penny for Your Thoughts on this last Friday of 2017. We're at 914 and 14 degrees. How's that for balance? It's A Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Scott Beatty. We're with you till 11 o'clock. An open line. That means anything you want to talk about or discuss or ask a question about for others, you're welcome to do so. I posed the question about these property tax issues because now the IRS is saying uh, if you if you haven't had your home assessed, uh, it might not count towards your deduction. Gets me a little bit confused. I don't know if there's anybody that can break that down. I don't even know how to know if my home is assessed. Uh, I'm probably like a lot of you. I just my mortgage is in with the bank and they take care of the you know paying the taxes and I just make sure that what the statement it asks for every month we can pay that and at the end I look at the you know there's an escrow statement and make sure that's all in the up-and-up so uh... maybe you can help me out and if you can help me out the i'm guessing there's somebody else that may know a thing or two uh, is confused about it as well basically my question is should i go pay my taxes today or not uh, i do live in champaign county if that helps so three five six nine three nine seven is the number to call and you can also text us at 351-5357. Email is talk at com. And on the phone, we go to Judy on an open line. Good morning, Judy.
1: Good morning. How are
0: you? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind?
1: Well, I'm a little confused about what's happening with your radio station. I listened to it all day yesterday, which is great. And I noticed that there's like some where the, where it just drops out. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be like these funny pops yep. and things. What's going on with that?
0: Um, we're asking the same question. So oh, we're, you we're, are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're <laughs> aware of it. And uh, you know what? We, Ed Bond, who's a great radio mind, has been working on it. We have a consulting engineer who's been working on it. And we have some satellite people who are in on the mix, too. And they're all kind of scratching their heads. But the bottom line is there's something when we get satellite programming that's causing that pop. Um, okay. And the satellite programming being like CBS News that you hear and uh, the syndicated programs you hear during the middle of the day. So you're probably talking about Rush's program or Sean Hannity's program and the like.
1: Right. Yeah, so, it'll just fade out and be dead air. Yeah, sometimes too. It,
0: it's kind of frustrating, uh, and we're working on it. That's all I could say because it's a little okay. bit over my head. But I I appreciate that you're listening and you hear it, and we know about it too. And hopefully, it'll be resolved soon enough.
1: Okay. Well, I just wondered. I thought somebody's got to know about that over yeah. there.
0: Yeah. The good news is, hopefully, I'm not covering our uh, local programs where that are originating here. So that's that's encouraging.
1: That is true. Yeah. Okay. You. Have a good day.
0: Hey, happy New Year to you, Judy.
1: Happy New Year to you too.
0: Okay, thanks much. Three Bye. five six nine three nine seven is the number. Next up is Don. Good morning, Don.
2: Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm curious if this tax bill. I mean, on the news, you see lines and lines and lines of people trying to pay their. Uh, I'm taking it's their uh, property tax. Is that what's going on?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, they're 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 wanting to pay their property tax so they can have uh, a du- a deduction.
2: Right. R- right now, the way I understand it, you get to write up, write off up to ten thousand. Right.
0: That sounds familiar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're telling me these people's property taxes are over ten thousand dollars a year.
0: Well, yeah, if it is, you got quite a home, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know is I that mean, the whole deduction you can luck, yeah I mean is that the whole deduction you can take combined with your interest payment on your mortgage and your charitable giving
2: That's um, not property tax.
0: Right. I'm just saying uh, is the 10,000 000...
2: Right. I don't know, but I mean you got to be kidding me. If these people have property taxes over $10,000, they're in freaking trouble.
0: <laughs> or they're not because <laughs> they're doing quite well.
2: <laughs> uh, well, there wouldn't be that many people in lines. I mean, come on! You're talking a line The line I seen on the news was hundreds of people. Yeah. I mean, I and you know they didn't look like they own those type of houses. No offense to anybody, but they just looked like you know normal people. If your property tax is over ten thousand dollars a year, you got more problems with President Trump or the tax system. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: well,
0: right. Good thoughts. Well, if anybody can weigh in, appreciate it, Don. Yeah, help, help right. me understand, um, if if you can, uh, what's going on here. And are you, have you gone over to pay your property taxes? And are you glad you did? Or are you, are you looking at it now going, well, maybe that wasn't necessary? 356-9397 is the way to get in touch with us. You can also text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line and if you call in. Get to talk to Ed Bond, who's back from his holiday break as well. Good to see him back and ready to go with Illinois basketball in action tomorrow. We let's see. We got Zoe. Zoe's up here. Hey, Zoe. Good morning.
1: Well, good morning. I can't believe I'm calling on this topic because I'm so ignorant. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes but two this of us. Is what I think I've heard, but I do think it's more people that have more money than a lot of people that I know have, but that are paying ahead of time, maybe are wanting to. But I, I think people that maybe they if they deduct their state and local taxes on their um on their taxes, you know, whereas a lot of people just would take the standard deduction, but if they think they're going to do better if they deduct, you know, all those taxes besides the property taxes, then maybe, you know, they think they'd be better off paying it in 2017. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think I've heard.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many of us actually have ten thousand right. dollars in property taxes, but it, that combined with the state, yeah, and maybe your mortgage interest and your your charitable giving and anything else you can deduct. I don't know what else. Uh, but a
1: lot of people, you know, are going to do better with the standard deduction anyway because it's it's going up, I guess. So yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I just, i throw that in there. It's <laughs> like I know anything.
0: Well, I pre- so. We're kind of crowdsourcing this. So, yeah. I appreciate well, that's it. my,
1: that's my two, two, two plug nickel sense, whatever. It's not worth much. <laughs>
0: well, that's why it's a penny for your thoughts. So exactly. I think we actually, <laughs> with interest, came out all right there. So
3: yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <I> appreciate <laughs> it. Zoe.
0: So, next up on the phones, Jim. Hi, Jim.
4: Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, The lady that just spoke, she's correct. It's both your state taxes and your local taxes. Your local tax is a property tax that you could utilize and pay that early over at the Champaign County Treasurer's Office. And it has to have been assessed in 2017. In fact, your taxes were assessed January 1 of 2017 and are due and payable in 2018. So that's why you can go in and prepay those taxes now.
0: Now, do you mind saying, are you in Champaign
4: County? Yes, I am.
0: And, and is that the case for everybody?
4: I can't tell you that's the case for every county in Illinois, but I think it is. I know it is in Cook County. Um, now, some county treasurers won't allow you to prepay your taxes. Why they don't do that, I, it's beyond me. Dan Welch has been uh, uh, you know, a hero in this. Um, and with respect to... Uh, your state income taxes, you can prepay those as well. If you know what you paid last year, send them a check this year uh, and you can combine the two between your real estate taxes that you prepay and your department of revenue taxes that you pay and and maybe you do exceed that $10,000, who knows? I, mean, I don't know what anybody pays in their state income tax, but that's, you know, uh, combined, combining those two will probably get you close to 10000 or over. So, the main thing with respect to real estate taxes is that they have to have been assessed before uh, 2018, and ours has. All right. I think every county is about the same. I'm... And you combine that with the Illinois Department of Revenue, you can go on their website and download uh, a, a form. It's uh, IL 1040ES 2018 and uh clip it out fill it out sign your check and send it in
5: all
0: right that seems okay one more time where where did you find that
4: uh the illinois department of revenue their website and you look up uh one of their forms it's uh uh, i think it's il-1040-es2018
0: okay all right, this is helpful. So if you haven't, you might want to get over there and pay your taxes, huh?
4: Yeah, or at least get them mailed in so they got postmarked, you know, uh, if you can't pay it personally, you know.
6: Right. I don't know if
4: the banks, I mean, banks used to take your uh, 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 property taxes. Uh, now, <clears throat> you mentioned something about, you know, your mortgage interest and that kind of stuff. That's not part of this, this that, that cap, that okay. $10,000 cap. And if your taxes are escrowed, you should talk to your bank before you prepay them. Whoever you're escrowing your taxes with, say, hey, I want to do this. So uh, uh, you can facilitate that. That might complicate things if your taxes are escrowed already. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's, okay, so that's the other question because I I do that that way and I'm guessing a lot of other people do that too.
4: Absolutely. Um, But just, you know, I would go ahead and, if my taxes were escrowed, uh, I would go ahead and still prepay my taxes and then wrestle it out with my bank later.
0: Right. Okay. Appreciate the thought, Jim, or are you uh, chiming in and helping us out here. You're welcome. Happy New Year. You too. Bye. Okay. It's a penny for your thoughts 3569397. Talking about property taxes, uh, we're talking about what you're willing to say goodbye to in 2017, or what you celebrate. What was the best of 2017 could be uh, something personal that you're celebrating. Dave Lone was talking about how he bought a summer, a place to build a summer home in Michigan, and a place that he loves. Um, uh, you know, I'd, maybe it's a, a, a neat family moment, and just it's fun to share good news and hear some of the good things that are going on. Penny for your thoughts, 925. We're back in a moment. Penny for your thoughts, 926 on this Friday morning. I'm Scott Beatty filling in. Brian Barnhart takes over on Tuesday as the new host of a Penny for your thoughts. You know, you can guess about how things are working right now, or you can just actually talk to somebody who who knows. And I and, uh, appreciate those that have called in, try to help. But uh, Champaign County Treasurer Dan Welsh has uh, joined us here to help us sort some of this out. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for hopping in. This wasn't planned, and uh, we really appreciate it here, helping us just a little public service here to end uh, 2017.
7: Yeah, in my, on my last day of work, I retire after today, so uh, <laughs> nice to be with you, Scott. <laughs>
0: How about that? What yeah. are your last acts? Okay, um, f- are folks lining up to pay their property taxes right now?
7: Yeah, they really have. All th- the last three days uh, have been just like a due date, almost like a regular due date for us on June 1st, you know, when taxes are due. Uh, yesterday, we had over 300 people in here, so we're taking in a lot of money far, as far as the advanced payments are concerned.
0: So, first of all, um, if you're trying to get your payment done by 2017, does that mean today's it because of the weekend?
7: Yeah, for as far, as far as in the office is concerned, if you made, made your uh, payment through the office, of course, today's our last day that we're working this year. But uh, we do allow people to mail in their advance payments if they wish to, and they just have to have them postmarked by 1231.
0: Okay, so if I don't know what my taxes are because I let my bank handle it all, mm-hmm. should I should I try and do this?
7: Well, I can't give you any advice about whether you should do it. I can tell, only tell you how to do it. Ah. Uh, we've always done prepayments and taxes. I've been here 45 years. We've done that as many, long before I was treasurer, obviously. But we've always accepted prepayments of real estate taxes, and we just make no judgment about why you would do it, and certainly we don't give anybody advice about whether you should or should not do it. We can only tell you what our parameters are, and uh, there's a form that you need to fill out, and we're glad to facilitate anybody. The way we look at it is that the more we collect here in December is the less we're going to have to collect next summer. So we don't look at it from an IRS standpoint. We look at it just as a collection. If, it, if you think that there's some advantage for you, that's great. But we don't need to know why you're doing it. We just help you as to how that we do provide it, the service, and we tell you how to do it.
0: And if I decide, okay, I'm going to do it today, then how do I know what I need to pay?
7: Well, you just need to, if you have last year's tax bill, you can, of course, look on that. And what our parameters are is we allow you to pay 50% of what you paid in 2017, that's the minimum, and the maximum is 110% of what you paid in 2017, and you can pay anything in between those two figures. So there's a form that uh, you can get online at the, at the county website, or if you came into the office, of course, or called, uh, we can provide the form to you for you and, let, uh, and help you fill that out. It's a very simple form, doesn't take very much time, but you have to identify the properties that you want to prepay on and how much that you're going to prepay. And so uh, it's either get the form online uh, fill it out and mail it with a postmark by 1231 or come into the treasurer's office uh, anytime today till 430, and we'll be glad to help you uh, uh, fill out the form. You could, of course, call us and we can tell you what, what you paid last year if you haven't been able to dig dig out last year's receipts or anything like that.
0: Champaign County Treasurer Dan Welsh, kind enough to join us for a few moments here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, apparently the IRS saying as far as deduction, it counts if you have had your property assessed for 2018. Yep. Have we had our properties assessed in Champaign County? Uh,
7: they are assessed. Uh, I talked to the assessment office yesterday, the supervisor assessment. That's really where that happens, not the treasurer's office. Okay. But, uh, you know, It's kind of a technical question, isn't it? I mean, really, what's the what's the definition of assessed? If assessed means that the properties have actually been assessed, and that's the assessment's have been set for what you will pay next summer, yes, because your taxes that you'll pay in 2018 and in June of 2018 Will be based on what the assessment was January 1 of 2017. We're always one year behind in Illinois, so those assessments have already been set. You could call the assessment office today, and you, they could tell you what the assessment, what your assessed value will be for your taxes next year. What hasn't happened is, is there's not an attached rate that the county clerk applies that actually figures what the amount of your taxes will be. So for prepayment of taxes, we base it on what you paid in 2017 because we don't know what the new amounts will be until probably April, late April of next year.
0: Okay, this is very good stuff. Appreciate you helping us out. Sure. Again, the bottom line is, is uh, from your standpoint, if you want to prepay your yep. taxes, you can do that today either by showing up at uh, at Brookings, right?
7: At Brookens, our treasurer's office. And I can tell you that last year, we only do this during the month of December each year, and that's December 1 through December 31. Last year, we only had 283 people that did this, and they paid $3.1 million. Yesterday, just yesterday alone, we had over 300 people come into the office, and we're up to, for, overall for the month, up to $7.5 million. So that can tell you how how big a sweep this people are, are talking to their friends, and they think that this is something that might benefit them. Well, we've always done it, but you should always remember, one other thing to point out is that there are counties that don't do this. No county is required to do it. There's no law that that uh, is uh, that tells you how to do this prepayment. So each county can set their own rules as to whether they want to offer it. They don't have to offer it. They don't want to, and they can set their own rules.
0: All right. Hey Dan, uh, thanks so much, here And your, your last day of work, yeah. right?
7: Forty-five years. Yep. I've 19 as treasurer, so yeah, it's been a. I tell people I started as a teenager. I'm going to leave as a senior citizen. So.
0: <laughs> what What are you going to do in your first weeks of retirement?
7: Uh, whatever my wife tells me to do, she <laughs> retired in July, has been waiting for me to for this day to come, so we're looking forward to spending time and employing our grandkids and doing a little traveling, and maybe some volunteer work. It's uh, I'm excited about it.
0: Well, congratulations on your years of service, and uh, we're honored that you're spending your last day in office a little bit with us.
7: I uh, appreciate you calling me very much.
0: Okay, take care, and Happy New Year.
7: Thank you, you too. Bye-bye.
0: Uh, County Treasurer Dan Welsh helping us sort it out. So, uh, sounds like? Go ahead and prepay if you want. They'll accommodate you. Whether or not that will benefit you, a little bit still uh, unclear. But it sounds like from everything that was being said there that you've probably had your property assessed. If you are uh, if you're here in Champaign County, um, sounds like if you, if you can spare the spare the money right now, it wouldn't hurt you. You just may be scrambling a little bit. You have to do it today, but it might be worth it. 9:33 uh, running behind in terms of news, but uh, uh, Michael Kaiser is always. Mr. Flexible,
7: yeah, I don't take your time, Scott. It's your show, your world. We're just living in it.
0: <laughs> Local news with Michael Kaiser here on a penny for your thoughts. A penny for your thoughts here on News Talk 1400, final edition of 2017. Luke Boyce coming our way in the next hour to talk about the best of 2017 and what else is going on with Shattered Glass Films as well. Glad you're along. The number, three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven, and the email address is talk at wdws.com. Let's go to the phones. Tiny is up. Good morning, Tiny. Good morning. Happy New Year.
8: Same to you, buddy. I uh, thank you for the call. I just wanted to let everybody know that I haven't given up on Trump. I'm still 110% Trump man, but the big thing I wanted to call about is this treasurer said that he's already taken in $7 million out of 300 people. I wanted everybody to remember in July to call up the new treasurer and see how much money this county takes in in taxes so that we understand when we get a tax raise how much money they've pulled away. Um, this is unbelievable. 300 people, seven million dollars. Uh, you know, we're talking about millions anymore, like it was twenty cents. I grew up when you could buy a bus- bushel basket of candy for a dime. You could buy a loaf of bread for a nickel and a package of cigarettes for a nickel. And here these people talk about millions, and they don't—they don't even back off when of they say billions, why they do with a B. But uh, this is the world we live in, uh, and I did that $7 million strike you as a, quite a bit of money?
0: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, seven to me $7 million is a lot. To the county, I don't know, That's that might be just a little bit of change for them right now. They need, I mean, he's not setting the taxes, he's just collecting them.
8: I never blamed him, I'm not telling you that. I He's telling me how much money they collected. I didn't blame him. I'm just telling you how many taxes we're paying, how much money. Yeah. Um, that's uh, to me. If a few people benefit from Trump's tax deal, and a lot of people are talking about his uh, giving it to the big man, well, I don't think everybody the big man's getting it all. I think if we're getting it, that's great. The big man is supposed to be the employer of most of us. Maybe he needs a little relief. I'm I'm not that good on figuring this thing out. But uh, the Democrats are condemning it. I'm a tiny as a Trump man, and I'm commending for this tax deal. Thank you very much for the call.
0: Hey, I appreciate you sharing your opinion. 356-9397 is the number to call. And uh, if you have thoughts on what Tiny just said or anything else, you're certainly welcome to chime in. What was good for you in 2017? What was... Uh, something not so good what are you hoping that uh, you get to shut the door on certainly join us anything like there? mike says on the text line ask people in muhammad what property taxes are a lot of them are over thirteen thousand dollars uh... got a note from uh, somebody i know up in the, in the chicago area they've got uh... property taxes plenty north of ten thousand dollars as well so uh... seems like you know, that's not uncommon for folks, then, to be paying five figures for their property taxes. Uh, John in Camargo texts on the uh, Castle Heating and T- Cooling text line. He says, so Scott, I thought you gave Tracy Lillard a pass yesterday. Tracy Lillard was on from the uh, Illinois State Police and was taking our questions. Um, he said, thought you gave her a pass concerning the Esteban Thomas situation. She stated she was not the person to discuss the topic. She's is the spokesperson for District 10 of the Illinois State Police. Uh, all I can say there is uh, she's not talking about it. That's that's uh, now being handled by uh, media people above uh, her level. And, uh, you know, I, I think statewide people It sounded like somebody out of Springfield or whatever from the uh, state police headquarters. So uh, we're always uh, happy to have guests on. And if somebody can't speak on a subject or won't, that's that's just how it is. I didn't have uh, expectations of her to talk about that. Um to be honest, wanted to talk about a lot of the things that everything else was being asked about. And I'm not saying the questions about that case are uh, not valid. They are. Uh, but this just wasn't the purview of what uh, she could talk about. So that's just how that goes. We're off and running here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. It's an open line on this uh, Friday morning. Certainly welcome to join in on with us at three five six nine three nine seven Castle Heating and Cooling Text Lines three five one five three five seven. A penny for your thoughts on News Talk 1400 on this Friday, December 29th, the final program of 2017. No show on New Year's Day on Monday, but Tuesday, it's the first penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart as he permanent host. He, of course, has hosted many times before. Looking forward to that. We go back to the phones. It's an open line here on this first hour, and we go to Doris. Good morning, Doris. Happy New Year.
1: Good morning, thank you, and Happy New Year. I think Tiny misunderstood what Dan Welsh said. I think that Dan was saying that over the period of the last several days, or actually even on, over the period of December, he had taken in the, I've even forgotten what number it was, the $7 million or whatever. Um, I, I don't I don't think he meant that that was all taken in yesterday but probably a significant amount of it was taken in during this last week.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, if if 300 people had paid $7 million, that would be $23,333 a person. So, yeah, you're probably right. I don't think everybody's paying that kind of taxes. So,
1: but anyway, I think that, you know, it's just a misunderstanding on how I said it. But yeah. anyway... Wanted to bring that up. Thanks for this conversation. It's very interesting.
0: Yep, appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, Carol emailed as well on our it, to talk at wdws. dot com something uh, similar, saying that probably it was what the, they've collected in the whole month of December. Anna Wall is up. Good morning, Anna Wall.
3: Good morning, and I want to thank Mr. Your editor, Jeff. Uh, D'Alessio, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. D'Alessio. There's a wonderful article in the News Gazette about how two different churches, one New Horizon United Baptist, I mean Methodist, which is white, and Jericho Missionary Baptist, which is black, are coming together in with, in Christian interaction with each other. I'm glad to see this. I'm glad it's happening. And I appreciate the News Gazette publishing it. And I hope more people will pay attention to it and act accordingly. Because when I was growing up, they told me, it ain't your color, it's your kind. And I think that these two churches, can indeed be role models for the rest of the churches. And that's all I have to say.
0: Well, appreciate it. Hey, Anilwal, Happy New Year to you.
3: Happy New Year to you all. And I hope that this weather will be all right and everybody will enjoy it. Thank you.
0: Thank you as well. And while referring to an article in Clergy Corner, it's in the front of the local section today, and it's online, too, uh, about uh, various happenings in churches coming up in 2018. And New Horizon United Methodist and Jericho Missionary Baptist will be uh, getting together in late March for Holy Week. And Pastor Mark Jordan from New Horizon and Pastor Lakeivi Johnson from Jericho, Lakeivi Johnson also the football coach over at Centennial High School as well. Good stuff. The church church I go to used to have a pulpit exchange with one of the churches in town, too, and it was always a a neat thing. All right, Ted is up on the
5: phones. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, A couple days ago, you had a gentleman from the News Gazette on, I can't remember, his his, uh, basic comment was that uh, Trump's base was a bunch of people were falling on hard times, and that's why Trump was elected. Well, no, that's, that's not true in a lot of the case around here. I've done, I've survived several years, done well. And, uh, um, I would consider myself a deplorable and I don't, I'm not a racist or a bigot as the liberals have us labeled. But, uh, we, we here in the base are tired of the liberal ideals of letting the borders open and, Take away the guns and funding other countries that don't even like us and and just being walked off and uh I'm not a liberal, and you seem to be agreeing with him wholeheartedly. I'd like to ask are are is that your base? Are you an indoctrinated liberal or what because I just uh, we don't want to hear that well, that's not how it is. We're just good hearted Americans who want the best for America.
0: Well, first of all, I think you're referring to Tom Kasich, who covers politics for the News Gazette. And uh, I'm not here to defend Tom Kasich, um, but I think what I would gather he was saying was, generally speaking, uh, some of what who, who the folks that were su- supportive of Trump in the election were folks that were on hard economic times. And I think that's a narrative that had been talked about uh, across the country. Now, certainly, that's not the only people that supported Trump. Uh, and you're an example of that as well. As for my personal uh, politics, I'm I'm going to follow the example that uh, Jim Turpin set as, as well. Whenever I'm this chair, I'm not going to really reveal my personal politics. I can just tell you that in the past, I have voted for Republicans and for Democrats at a variety of uh, local and national elections. Now
5: that's, that's your business, and I appreciate that. I shouldn't even ask that, but I don't agree with Tom Kasich. It's uh, I, as somebody said once, we don't. The liberals are going to do what they're going to do. It's the establishment Republicans, Jeff Flake, and there's a list of about ten others who are the ones who are the real problems. And no, not everybody who felt who voted for Trump fell on hard times. It's just good-hearted Americans, and the liberals call us racist. They call us bigots not true not true at all and i just wanted to clear that up and i appreciate your honesty
0: well and i appreciate you uh coming on here to share your opinions that's part of what this show is thank all you. about thank you three five six nine three nine seven is the way you get in touch to uh air anything you have to say on uh you know positive or negative in uh Whatever venue, uh, arena we want to talk about. Politics. Uh, we've been talking about the property taxes today and getting those paid. Uh, looking forward to 2018, looking back on 2017, whatever you like. Next up on the phones, James. Good morning, James.
2: Hey, good morning, sir. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you.
2: <laughs> you too. Uh, I got two brief comments. Go for it. If anybody. If anybody knew how much I had to pay for property taxes, they probably want to chase me down and beat me up with roll uh, newspapers. <laughs> now I understand why uh, when I was going through a town in Indiana one time, it said unincorporated.
0: Hey, you know what, James? James, we're having a, a hard time hearing you. It's it's a poor connection. Could I have you call back? and Because uh, I'd love to hear your comments. It's just not very audible right now. So give us a call back, 356-9397, and then uh, we'll hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, another uh, texter saying, uh, yeah, probably was misunderstood that uh, the comment from Dan Welch, he didn't say 300 people paid $7 million. As as we did the math there, that would probably not be accurate at all. He said that, uh, Dan Welch said that in December, there's probably been $7 million collected in property taxes and that there were over 300 people in the office yesterday. Uh, Kent says in Urbana, listen more closely. Reminds me of running amok fake news reporters' statements, and I'm not saying that Tiny did it on purpose. Uh, Yeah, probably an innocent mistake uh, in that regard. But again, to recap what Dan Welch told us, um, he cannot, uh, that's the Champaign County Treasury, he doesn't have an opinion on whether you should prepay your taxes for 2018 but you can and you can get over to the brookins administration building and do that today this is the last uh, day that they are open but you can also postmark it before the new year as well and and i think i'll go in as having you having paid in uh, 2017 do we have james back we'll get to him in a moment but anyway we appreciate dan welsh uh, uh chiming in Three five six nine three nine seven to uh, join us on the phones. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. We'll turn to the world of film coming up in the uh, next hour with Luke Boyce from Shatterglass Films, uh, and Luke will bring his best of 2017. And I, th- I think it's pretty cool that we have this uh, movie studio essentially right here in town. They do do a lot of things. Richard is up on the phones. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to Penny.
9: Morning, Scott. Thank you. Um, I want to comment on uh, a situation that uh, cropped up some time ago in the Tuscola School District. They have a policy of separating twins, and um, a particular pair of twins, uh, this was uh, quite traumatic for them. And somebody came forward and said that uh, they had undergone a similar uh, situation some years before. And I I recall, it brought to mind a situation in the Bible, King Solomon, uh, about the first decision he ever made, and he was considered uh, one of the smartest men uh, ever to live. He was faced with a dilemma. Two women were claiming that a, a baby, an infant, was uh, theirs. One of them had uh, uh, suffered sudden infant uh, crib death or something, and so she essentially stole the uh, other infant, and so this row uh, surfaced. And Solomon's solution was, well, um, let's just divide the child in half. Well, the one that knew she was the mother said, no, 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 give give the baby to the other one. Well, the other one wasn't uh, inclined. She wanted to see the child divided. Uh, to divide two twins, it was, oh, this is going to be best for them in the long run, but I, I find it just uh, a bit harsh, and I, I just I wanted to comment on it. The board voted last week to uh, keep the policy in place that they would divide twins, and I, I just want to say I think it's a stinking policy. I, I think it's I think it shows uh, just absolutely no insight into, into the situation, and those are my comments,
5: Scott.
0: Well, I appreciate you airing them. I was unaware of the uh, situation at all or that there was even uh, controversy surrounding it or it was up for a vote, so I appreciate you bringing that to light. It's good to know. But I
9: add that they, the family took the two children, two girls, out of school. I think they were six, mm-hmm. uh, six years of age, yeah. and just decided to take them out.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for letting us know your thoughts on that. Oh, you're welcome, Scott. Appreciate it, and we can uh, certainly pick it up in the next hour if we have any remaining open line after we talk with Luke Boyce. Boy, that one, uh, gee, I I could see that both ways, I I guess. Um, I I don't know how... I don't have twins, so I I don't know how I would feel about all that if, uh, if I wasn't given the choice. I guess maybe I would like the choice, but I'm sure there is... Good reason to consider it the other way. I can see how that could be tough, too. I don't know put it on the level of King Solomon and dividing a baby, but certainly a valid point. All right. Thanks for everybody who's contributed here in the first hour of Open Line. Luke Boyce joins us after the news here in the second hour for the best of 2017. You're listening to News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, a News Gazette media station. It's 10 o'clock. Welcome back to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Scott Patey here with Luke Boyce from Shattered Glass Films and Shattered Glass Studios. And what is your title?
6: At Shattered Glass Studios, creative director. And at films? Director. Okay. Producer, yeah.
0: You're not creative when it comes to the films.
6: <laughs> no. It's kind of a different different world there. It's interesting. We kind of uh, use advertising titles at studios. Yeah. I get you.
0: Well, welcome in, Happy new year Thank to you. you. Hope you y- too. Hope the holiday uh, time has been good to you. Uh, we wanted to bring you in talk about some of the best of two thousand and seventeen it 's that time of year when we do that uh with a lot of different things and mm-hmm. you were kind enough to do this last year and typically you 're on with the with me on the news hour, but with me here in Penny this week, this gives us a little more time to have a more extended conversation about uh The world of film and what went on in 2017 so glad you're in and want to let folks know if you want to call in and ask any questions about uh, the world of film uh anything around that whether it be about shattered glass films or just films in general that uh, you've seen this year or want to know a little bit about the business Mm -hmm. you can provide insight on that as well yeah so 356-9397 if you want to call and you can text us at 351-5357 um, heard yesterday basically that the box office was down this year compared to 2016. You know what? The box office is down every year. But
6: 2016 was supposed to be, and it it is a good year. It's you know these things. I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing. It's um, I think, and I'm saying this off the top of my head, so don't quote me. But I I think that the box office is down every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slow. You know, and and and. And the truth is that um, movies are struggling. They've been struggling for a long time. I mean, but at the same time, they're not struggling. They still make billions of dollars. Star Wars will make a billion dollars, (laughs) if not two. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's so relative. You know what I mean? Um, I
0: I feel like movies are good, though. I mean, are movies, we making
6: good movies? We're making, in fact, I think this year is one of the best years for 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 quality movies. I, I I saw so many just exceptional, exceptional films this year. So yeah, they are getting good. It's just that a lot of things are vying for our attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, TV especially, TV. I mean, Netflix, Amazon, all those things. It's e- your phone. It's easier and easier to get content. Um, and it's interesting because um. You know, we're we're in the process of uh, and it's just a little business talk. We're in the process of working on our own film and we're trying to sell. And, and, and you, you often um, try to pre-sell in, in foreign territories is what it's called. So you pre-sell the movie based on ideas or cast. Um, and, and most people will not pay much. Most territories will not pay much for movies. And the reason they won't do it is because um, there's so much content they can't afford to pay. It's just just too much content. We are oversaturated a little bit. But at the same time, I think that when you have that opportunity, uh, good art rises to the top for sure. And that that was true this year, especially. I have a friend
0: who has gotten into Korean dramas. Mm. And, you know, and she's not Korean. Sure. Well, 10 years ago, that would have been still a challenge. Now you can go do that and probably for free. Yeah. And so just that's an example that there's more things out there to go look
6: at. There's more things and we have access to more things. And I can't, I can't say that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's tough. It's tough for, for filmmakers, filmmakers like yourself, when I can't get them, you know, it's not as easy to get a movie in front of a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I can't argue with the fact that a, a lot of new things are getting in front of people's face. I mean, one of my favorite movies of this year on my list is Okja. Um, and that was a Netflix film. It's an incredibly weird movie. It's just weird and odd, and in a lot of cases, it shouldn't have worked, but it's so good. And it was on Netflix. And this is a movie that would never, I don't think would have ever gotten a wide release in theaters. But it was on Netflix, and it got a really great, it did get a little bit of a a theatrical release, they did do a little bit of that, but it got in front of eyes, and I, you know, it's like, as a filmmaker, as an artist, I can't complain. What's the difference
0: between what you need to uh, – uh, uh, something like Netflix needs to do to get a movie made and distributed online versus what it needs to happen to get it into the theaters? Why is the, the jump so big?
6: Uh, Ask that question one more time.
0: Well, what's the difference between what it costs to get a movie out for oh, Netflix does
6: versus 20th Century Fox or whoever? Well, look, I mean Netflix just puts it on their server. There's, no, I mean, there is no. There's the cost of production. There's the cost of marketing, for sure. But when that movie's ready to go, it's on the server. Um, to get it into theaters, there's a huge pipeline of exhibition things that they have to go through. Uh, marketing campaigns are bigger. Um, these days, we don't have film canisters that we're shipping to theaters, right? So they they ship hard drives. That makes the exhibition process quite a bit cheaper. But it's still expensive. It's still Shipping and and getting it to theaters and theaters have to program it Um, And that's you know in and of itself. That's that's difficult to do for theaters. So um, And of course they're losing money to a certain degree in in the theaters Uh, Netflix is you know Netflix is making 100% of their money Because they have a subscription model, but when a studio is sending it to a theater, you know that Everyone's getting a little bit of a cut. They're losing money by having to ship an actual out there. So you know but again, at the same time, you know, you Netflix won't release numbers. They won't release viewing numbers. They won't release ratings numbers. So we don't know exactly, specifically, what kind of viewership they're getting on a, on a certain film. I don't know that it would be the same as in a movie theater necessarily. I mean, certainly not. Maybe this is a bad comparison, but certainly not the kind of viewership that a Star Wars would get in a movie theater. So, it's it's kind yeah. of it's very different worlds. It's certainly different worlds. And there's one there's a case to be made that maybe maybe the Netflix model might be some of kind of a bubble. We'll see. Um, you know, it's going to have to change its model. It's 20 mil- billion dollars in debt, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they just pushed out so much content and they pretty much plateaued in terms of subscriptions in America. Uh, So what Netflix has to do now is they have to really, really push foreign territories. And a lot of the content that they're greenlighting is appealing to foreign territories. And you're really seeing that a lot on Netflix now. You're really seeing a lot of their shows and movies have some sort of European Mm -hmm. um, bent. Um, and, And a lot of cases are filmed in Europe. Because they're trying to get viewership in those territories. It's what they can do. That's the first case. They're going to raise prescri- subscription prices at some point here soon. It's a guarantee. They just can't sustain their model of delivering the content they want to deliver, but also making money unless they do so.
0: We're talking with, with Luke Boyce from Shatterglass Films. Uh, they're located just a few blocks down the street from us here in downtown Champaign. Uh, best of 2017. <laughs> I would love to hear some of your thoughts. Golden Globe nominees uh, came out, and uh, best motion pictures uh, for drama. And I'm not. I'm just putting this for a reference point, yeah, just to see how they com- they compare. Because I know you sure, looked at sure. a lot of lot of different places. So call me by your name, mm-hmm, Dunkirk, The, the Post, The Shape of Water, yeah. and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Those are the yep. five they they've put out for best
6: drama. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't looked at that actually. To be honest with you. Good. Uh, but yeah, those are all on my list. Um, uh, I would say uh, probably, let's see, um, if I'm going 20, um, I just saw Disaster Artist last night, actually. Disaster Artist, yeah. Yeah, which was phenomenal. I don't know where it, 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 it's, I sort of put it on my list where I thought it, it should go immediately after seeing, but it's always kind of weird. You kind of like to let things fester a little bit, but it's definitely in my top 20. Um, the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um and I'm gonna butcher Yorgos uh Lathamos like the last name ter- I just butchered it like crazy um very interesting filmmaker I've loved all of his films Dogtooth uh, last year he had uh, the Lobster um just a really disturbing but kind of funny and and weird film um Logan was excellent it was one of the best films of the year I this was heard- a really good mo- year for comic book movies oh yeah. I mean, both Logan and uh Wonder Woman are on my top. Wonder Woman is probably my fifth or sixth favorite film of the year for sure really yeah um, what did you like about it? Oh, you know what it's just uh I liked the the pureness of it the uh it, it sort of was w- something that we hadn't really gotten maybe Captain America did it a little bit, but this when we look at superheroes and how they sort of appeal to the inner child, but it's sort of this her sensibility of um, her only motivation in the movie is to help people it's this pure selflessness and it's earned in the movie narratively and it works and it works for her character and the the actor Gal Gadot is so great um, I just really enjoyed it I just I've seen it a few times now and I just thought that it was so well done I liked that Petty Jenkins the director who now is you know this movie made so much money um, at the box office, I think she's, it's the highest grossing film by a female director ever, which is amazing. mm mm-hmm. She, it, she kind of said something about how cheesiness is sort of this bad word, you know, in, in our sincerity, I believe, in movies. And that shouldn't be the case.
0: Since, why would it be bad? Why, who views its sincerity as, as bad? Well, you
6: know, sentimentality a lot in movies is sort of looked down upon. Sometimes it's a little manipulative, um, you know, but See also. the cellos. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's a tough one because I like sentimentality a little bit. Uh, it's why Steven Spielberg is one of my favorite directors. But I, you know, sometimes it's misused um, a lot. Most of the time, it's misused or unearned, and that's why it's tough. It's I think it's the toughest thing to do is to to really put forth earned sentimentality uh, in go, a movie.
0: Going back to the disaster artist, did you mm-hmm. feel a special connection there, given the subject matter about a <laughs> filmmaker?
6: I felt a little angry to be honest i I love the room, but the idea that this individual was able to just spend money his own money, which I' really would love to know where that money comes from <laughs> to make a no really movie like you would this, like to know <laughs> I would like to know it's it's tough because it's the biggest you know we're in the financing stage of our movie, and it's it's really hard i mean it look it's hard for anybody it's hard for it's hard for martin Scorsese he took you know years to finance silence, you know, a passion project for his. So financing movies is just, it's just so hard. So to see someone like that go in and just out of their own pocket, just make their own thing. But the movie and you know, it's, it's quite interesting to see this, this train wreck of a film, how it got made and how it got received. So
0: it's always fun to see a movie
6: that deals with a subject that you're an expert on.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, to say well almost everybody who sees a film that deals in their arena would say yeah they kind of hollywoodized that or
6: they made yeah. that you know they
0: skipped over this or that and but yet if you're not in that subject area you can always look at the film and say well i enjoyed that
6: yeah you know? yeah it's you have to have, the filmmakers have to have a certain self awareness because every filmmaker is obsessed with their own their own vocation, right? Like filmmakers love films. Yeah, that's the first thing. And and we know like Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. So this is an interesting industry in which we really do celebrate our own vocation and we right. really celebrate our own thing. I'm
0: always interested to have other broadcasters on the air, and mm-hmm. I I listen to some podcasts about broadcasting sure. and broadcasters, and I have to stop and go. Well, wait a minute. That's it's a lot of shop talk. It there, is. You know?
6: <laughs> yeah, you have to be a little careful. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, more on your best here of of twenty
6: seventeen. Um, yeah, so I mean, Get Out was just spectacular. Um, I just it, uh, and
0: that had so many levels to it. Yeah, It was sort of there was the horror element, the comedic element, the social justice element, or the social commentary element.
6: Yeah, and it was good to see it kind of stay on the list, especially with the Golden Globes. That was really great, just because of what it was. But it came out so early in the in the year, and a lot of times these really great films early in the year. Um, they get forgotten a lot. I was really disappointed. See the last year, or the year before, when um the and I it, the name's escaping me, but the film about Brian Wilson with John Cusack. Oh yeah, in the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, such a good film, but it sort of got forgotten in awards season. I remember just, you talking about that last yeah, year, just yeah, just because it came out in April. Um, so I was glad to see Get Out. Another film that I is in my top ten that came out very early that I just absolutely adored is um, the Lost City of Z.
0: All right, that one I haven't heard of.
6: Um, the Lost City of Z. But I have two young children,
0: so <laughs>
6: <laughs> there's a lot of things I haven't heard of. Yeah, it's a James Gray film based on the true story of a British explorer called uh, Percy Fawcett, who um, basically journeys to the Amazon um, to find a lost civilization. Just a really beautiful. They don't. It felt very. Um, it felt very different in terms of. It felt old. It felt like a '70s film all, almost. It was. They don't make movies like this anymore. I felt, and that just really enchanted the the heck out of me. So the lost city of Z. Yeah. Um, I just saw the post a couple of nights ago. Which wait, where did you find it? I tried to go see it. Oh well, I should admit that. Um, I get. Uh, screeners of films that I get to see being in the industry. All right, I'm calling you next time. So, yes, I, I, I do get to see a few more that sometimes... I think it is out in theaters at this point.
0: Yeah, well, I looked it up and I because I'd seen it been released, and I thought, oh, it must be out. And it's not here yet. It's in limited release. It's in limited, yeah, 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 yeah.
6: I think wide starts very... Maybe... Next month. Ne- yeah, yeah. But um, incredible. I mean, certainly a film about journalism um It's it's very much like uh it's it's all the president's men, but directed by Steven, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, which has its you know, which you can tell it's Spielberg. Just How, is it is it like what Spotlight was? It actually a it's it's I would call it Spotlight, directed by Steven Spielberg, more than all the president's men. Yeah. It's very much Spotlight. It's very much about journalism. It's about the free press and the importance. Crazy relevant right now, obviously, um but just. Amazing performances across the board. I mean, it's Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. Come on, yeah. Um, But some really interesting, really great character actors. A little Mister Show reunion in there with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, which was pretty fun. (laughs) But um, just, uh, just really interesting. And about a top, we all know about Watergate, right? But but the Pentagon Papers, I didn't know that much about. Yeah, it's a topic that's pretty important, but a lot of us didn't really
0: help to. F- fuel perspective
6: on the Vietnam War. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So, for not, that was in my top ten for sure.
0: Uh, we got to take a time out and, sure. and get to the news. If you can stick around, we'll do a little bit Absolutely. more here with Luke Boyce from Shattered Glass Films. It's a penny for your thoughts. Thanks much, Tim. More with Luke Boyce from Shattered Glass Films in just a moment. Ten thirty three here on a penny for your thoughts. Scott baiting and Brian Barnard takes over on Tuesday morning. From the day-to-day operations to long-term planning, running a family business is hard work. You probably dream to see its successes for generations to come, but the Family Business Institute shows only 30% of family businesses survive the second generation. To keep the family in the family business, the experts at Busey suggest five steps to get started. Plan early. Communicate the plan with your family to help them see your vision and help understand their feelings and expectations. Know your value. Don't overvalue the uh, impact and saleability on your financial interests. An artificially low valuation can also have negative uh, tax implications. Ask for help from experts to add an objective opinion and determine your successor if it's unclear. Take the time to examine strengths and weaknesses of all successors to ensure you make the best decision. 88% of current family business owners believe their families will take over the business in five years, but few businesses actually survive the transition. Do you have a strategy for your organization? The experts at Busey will help you evaluate succession options related to tax, legal, and estate planning issues, and they'll help you identify goals and potential resource gaps, facilitate resource planning and acquisition, and Find the right professionals to develop a custom plan unique to you. Whatever your financial needs, business and beyond, Busey promises the resources to help you succeed. Stop into one of their many convenient locations, call 1-800-67-BUSEY or visit com for all your financial needs. We're back with Luke Boyce from Shatterglass Films in a moment. Ten thirty seven on uh, a penny for your thoughts. I Scott Beatty filling in. Ed Bond is our producer engineer. Luke Boyce is our guest from Shattered Glass Films. We've been talking about the best of twenty seventeen for you, Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, you also were telling me this has been a good year for blockbusters. Yeah, and what was the other term you had for them?
6: Tent poles. Tent poles. Tent poles. Like the big, like it's holding everybody else up. Kind it, of thing? It's holding the studio. Yeah, the system up. I mean, it's like uh, Warner Brothers really took they. They lost a lot of their indie films because they got to, They make money on the temple. So comic book, door, major franchises, Harry Potters, those kind of things. Yeah. That's well, obviously,
0: uh, Star Wars. Did. Star Wars. And maybe don't want to give
6: away the spoiler alert here, but nope. is it among your top? It's in my it, it might be in my top three, which is kind of crazy. I knew I would like it. I didn't expect I would. I think it's I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's a perfect film. Perfect film. Perfect film. I, I generally, do you like the Star Wars franchise? I've always been a big Star Wars fan since I was a kid. I got to meet... First time I was ever on a movie set was a Mark Hamill movie when I was 14, um, which was crazy. Uh, it was amazing. Um, so I've... But it, yeah, and that was when that was in like the height of my Star Wars obsession as a young kid. So I've, I've always been a big Star Wars fan, but I... I really didn't like any of the prequels. I, d- I just don't think they're they're good. The first, you know... Um,
0: uh, what was it? Uh, the
6: Phantom Menace, Attack yeah. of the Clones. Yeah, the ones from the 2000s. Um, but I really, really, really loved Force Awakens, the last one, and, and Rogue One. Um, this one I just thought was... I thought it was a, a work of art. A great, great storytelling. Um, bold choices. Really interesting. Took Took the franchise that you know even in the last movie uh felt like it was re retreading co- ground that we kind of knew it's it's all about that movie was about what star wars feels like to people i think this movie was about okay how can we make this franchise um thrive ongoing like how can we make this something that we can keep keep telling stories about and i think so i think that this was um it, the reason it's in my top is because it was about things. It was about, I think it's about uh nostalgia. I think it's about sort of how we, how we own things. A lot of this movie is, you know, this it's kill the past, you know, mm-hmm. this idea that, that we don't, we don't necessarily as fans own this, you know, this franchise, we don't own this, this thing. Um, it can live on and it can tell different stories for different people. And, and I found that were very powerful. There's a lot of meaning layered in this film that just spoke to me on, on numerous levels. I just saw it again uh, with my family over Christmas and it was even better the second time. Just got a lot out of it. it I, I find it amazing that you can
0: go to films and just enjoy them. Yeah. Um, because, well, and, and I, I guess I, you know I, I studied music and I can certainly mm-hmm. enjoy music for music's sake. Um, but there's always that ear where you go, okay. How did the how's the performance going? And I'm sure you know. I don't listen to the radio the same way I used to listen to the no. radio. I mean, I'm listening to it from the aspect of how the product's getting delivered and all that. But um, y- you know, for you, just I, I think that's cool. That you can just go and enjoy a film and say, "Yep, this is a work of art." and yeah it's well how, done.
6: It's usually unfortunately for me, it's how I can determine how well I like a movie is how well how much I get lost in it. If I spend a lot of time analyzing it and missing some of the i guess the entertainment appeal of it, it tends to make me think, uh, eh, maybe not. Um, but for a lot of movies, um, if I if if I just get lost in it, which I often do, this film is is a great example. Most of the films on my list are films that I just sort of got lost in. Not that it not that it sidesteps any analytical stuff, but it it's I think it's a good film if it if it can really do that for someone like me. So what else on the list? We better get to the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, the post was in my top ten. Um, a film called Your Name uh, from Japan. It was an anime. Um, and an absolutely beautiful, incredible film. They played it at the Art earlier this year. Uh, you can get it now on on Blu-ray. Just some of the most amazing animation I've ever seen. It's currently, I believe, the highest-grossing film ever in Japan. It came out last year, actually in Japan, uh, and then was released here. Subject: What's the subject? I. It's it's hard to explain. It's about two people who sort of switch bodies. It's it's a a a, a young Man and a young woman on different sides of the country. They switch bodies somehow and sort of live each other's lives. But it kind of goes in a place that you don't expect. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything. But it's 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 great for the whole family. It's just a beautiful film. It has a great message. Um, it, and I, I highly, highly recommend it. All right. Um, Dunkirk. I mean... And I, I, I will admit right here, I'm not a big Christopher Nolan fan. I'm not I'm not big on his films. I don't like most of them, to be honest, which I know is a lot of people are surprised to hear. But I was surprised how much I love this film. And I got to see it at the Virginia in 70mm, which I think was one of the coolest things that's happened mm-hmm. in Champaign all year, is that we were allowed to get a, a beautiful 70mm print, like film print of this film that we saw at the Virginia, which... I mean that the Virginia is an institution that I cherish here. So. It's kind
0: of the, I think it was the way that Nolan really wanted people to see it, right? It
6: is, it is, and it kind of reminded me very much of how what a film print can make a film feel like. I, I mean, I, I, I have no problem with digital. I'm not like some film purist who says, oh, nothing but film. But it did sort of remind me of, of the glory of celluloid. It does make it feel different. And this film was shot in a way. It was shot in 70 millimeter. Um, and it just had that. It, it felt like it could have been from any time. It felt modern, but it felt old at the same time. And we, I just thought it was glorious.
0: We had a chance to talk. I don't know if you know him, Chris Dowell. Yeah. who mm-hmm. uh, was, I know Chris well. Uh, was he post-production on that film? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Supervisor. had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, he was, uh, And he's from the area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got
6: to tour the Fox Studios with Chris when uh, they were making uh, X-Men Days of Future Past.
0: Yeah, I think he's worked on Wolverine or
6: something. Yeah, like he's that. A lot of most of the X-Men films, actually. Yeah, yep, pretty cool. Okay, Dunkirk. Uh, what else? So I mentioned, I mentioned Lost City of Z. Uh, I mentioned Wonder Woman. Um, another movie that I loved uh, is my top five, uh, Three Billboards in Ebbing, Missouri, f- starring Francis McDormand. Now, I saw the trailer. it. Tra- Funny. Funny. Uh, quite hilarious, actually. I mean, that movie, it's very, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a Coen Brothers movie feel to it. It's so a little darker humor. Very dark humor. Very dark humor. So I think of her, of course, first with Fargo, yeah. which was, and this might be one of, I think this might be her best performance since Fargo. Wow. She is, she's incredible in this film. And you, ju- I just like left this movie going, uh, Lord, let me be Francis McDormand. When I, you know, like <laughs> that—that's my goal. And from three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri, she's up for best
0: uh, uh, best actress by the Golden Globes. That is Deservedly also up for best so. picture in the drama category. Okay,
6: great, great.
0: So, would you see it more as a drama or a comedy?
6: Yeah, probably a little bit more as a drama. Um, just a lo- maybe the themes itself a drama, but they they everything is approached with such lightness and hilarity. Um, in it it, it it those tones are tough to get right right but this i mean it just does such a great job of it all right um star wars is next i had star yeah. wars on my list um the shape of water okay that's a, another one that's up for best picture yeah guillermo del toro um my wife joked that it's basically just splash only with a merman <laughs> <laughs> and that it's kind of true but it
0: has, is that daryl hannah that was in that yeah story?
6: yeah that's like uh early tom hanks yeah um but you know what it, it's 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 much more than that. It's like a beautiful fairy tale. It's Guillermo brings his usual just I, I just masterful skill. He has a he's a masterful eye for production design and color and detail. Uh and it's 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 about a this this sort of sea sea man that they capture. Michael Shannon is in it, who is amazing. Um and this woman this um mute woman falls in love with it. Hmm. And it's just an it's just, it's just an incredible incredible film. Just everything about it is amazing. Richard Jenkins is in it and I think honestly steals every scene that he's in, which is in, you don't see a lot of Richard Jenkins. So uh just absolutely magnificent film.
5: Yeah,
0: very good.
6: Any uh, others that we've got? Yeah, so this is my top 3 actually. So that's that's Shape of Water, a ghost story, uh, which is a film from much earlier, um, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Okay. Um, very, a very quiet uh, film that I think maybe may be the most profound film I saw this year. Uh, I've seen it a couple times. It, it's not it's not an easy film. I will admit. It, oh, emotionally. Emotionally, and even just uh, the way it's structurally not there's not a lot of talking a lot of things happen it doesn't take you where you think it's going to go it's a very quiet very deliberately paced film but i think what it what it does in terms of trying to it, it i saw the movie as kind of a poem it's a very very poetic film um it's not an, a, a traditionally structured narrative um but it's it's about this couple um no spoilers, but early on in the film, it's kind of in the trailer, um, Casey Affleck dies. And so he becomes a ghost, um, literally a a person in a white sheet <sighs> throughout the film and sort of watches over Rooney. And then other things happen. And I won't give it away, but it, the way that the film plays with time um, and, and sort of asks questions, poetic questions about existence is pretty incredible. I've never seen anything like it. So uh, top three, did did you, did you say those? Yes. Okay. Shape of Water, Shape Ghost of water. Story. and I would say, and and I was playing with whether or not a Ghost Story or this film was my my number one of the year, and it may change, but um, I I just absolutely adored Lady Bird, oh um, the Greta Gerwig film, okay, um, which I think has just been at the Art for for a few weeks. I think it came back, um, but oh my gosh, just like again, a perfect film, I think. It's hilarious. It's about uh this the high school girl played by Swasha Ronan, who is just I mean, just incredible. Um, directorial debut of Greta Gerwig, who is a amazing actress. She was in um Frances Ha and movies like that. Um it it's it's a just sort of a coming of age comedy. I it, it I it's hard to explain. Because it's up it for best s- comedy. Yeah, it doesn't sound remarkable, but it is remarkable because it's, every scene is great. The performances are great. Every scene is great. It's, it's just the way that the script plays out, the dialogue, everything in it is kind of just perfect. And it's just incredibly enjoyable. It's the kind of film that I think I could honestly recommend to anybody and anybody would enjoy. Good for all ages? All ages.
0: I think so, yeah. And of the, sh- of the movies we've talked about, that would be good for all ages.
6: Uh, maybe this one a little bit... Maybe Walk... no. There's no... Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: I don't remember the rating is, but... Yeah, I don't remember either. But, uh, but uh, Your
6: Name, you said would also be good. Yes, your name especially. Um, so, Coco, as well, was in my top um, 15, which um, the Pixar film, just I wept like a baby uh. at that film. <laughs> so I think that's what... Uh,
0: you're a very emotional guy in a mm-hmm. good way i think and i think that's probably what makes you a good filmmaker i is, hope so is um because that's part of what film and art is supposed
6: to do right is tap into emotions not in a banal way but in a real way right well and actually you know on tapping into emo- i mean yeah film is supposed to be manipulative it's supposed to we we go to a film to be manipulated we yeah. want to we want to laugh or in this case this year you know we talked a little bit earlier On another episode a little bit about horror and I think this is one of the best years for horror ever we talked a little bit about get out Mm -hmm. Um, it was also on my list um, my top favorites it was really I thought was really really great Um, you could have a lot of fun saying it was great what was great yeah yeah, right you know who's on first exactly (laughs) (laughs) let's do a bit Um, but yeah I mean a really good year for horror Horror just uh, it kind of actually saved the box office this summer uh, was pretty pretty much of a slug, and then that came right at the end of August, I want to say. So, and just sort of saved it, made four hundred million dollars.
0: Before I let you go, mm-hmm. you can look into the crystal ball, and the Oscar goes to for Best Picture. Oh, Those nominations man. haven't come out yet, right? No, but they haven't come out. And, and the Golden and Globes are a precursor,
6: and not necessarily what you want is Best Picture, but you know, I think that I think that we're looking at a race probably between. Ladybird shape of water and maybe phantom thread which is another really really great one. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's new film it's Daniel Day-Lewis's final performance. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's it's quite a performance. So, but but don't hold me to that. But I think those three at least are in the running.
0: Luke Boyce from Shatterglass Films. You can find them online, and you can find them on Twitter. You are at Luke's Lens, right? Correct. Yep. On Twitter and uh, SG Studios is on mm-hmm. Twitter as well. So. Yep. And SG Films. And uh, folks are interested to check you guys out too. You're just down the street on yep. on Neil. Yep. Uh, bef- right before the split, before it goes to between Neil and Walnut. So. Yep. Yep. Right there by Champagne Surplus. My friend, happy New Year to you. You too. Hope it's a good one. And uh, I'm glad to say I know we'll be talking again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here, Scott. A Penny, for your thoughts here on this last day of, uh, the new, of 2017, our last program of 2017. We're back in a moment. All right, many thanks to Luke Boyce for coming in. Uh, great to have a longer conversation about film and uh, meandering through the year. Appreciate his insight. And, uh, yeah, if you missed that conversation, well, the whole program will be a podcast at WDWS.com. We are also on iTunes, as is all of our podcasts. And if you are listening to this in podcast form eventually, do us a favor and uh, rate the podcast if you like it. It just helps us out. All right, I'm in here from the newsroom that Champaign Fire Department is responding to a working fire that is at 4517 Nicholas Drive. I think that's out in, in South 4517 Nicholas Drive is uh, a working fire in progress out there. Again, Brian Barnhart is in on Tuesday morning as the new host of A Penny for Your Thoughts. There won't be a Monday morning quarterbacks or any show on New Year's Day as we'll take the holiday off. But uh, then he gets going in earnest as the next host We're back in a moment. Yeah, looking forward to that conversation. Uh, hope you don't mind. You get me kind of on both ends of the day. Here for a penny for your thoughts. And then I'm back with you for the news hour. And there will be plenty of line to talk there with The Notebook with Brian Barnhart. And then uh, this evening at 5 o'clock we have sports talk. So uh, plenty more Illini talk on the horizon. They're back in action tomorrow against Grand Canyon University, their final non-conference game of the year. It's a 3 o'clock tip, one thirty game day. I'll be with you for that. And also the post-game show. And then Illinois women's basketball on Sunday. Won't hear from me next week. I got the week off. But Brian Barnhart is in next week to host a penny for your thoughts. Thanks to our guest, Luke Boyce, today. Thanks for everybody that's joined in this week. Thank you, Ed Bond, who's back in the producer chair. Happy New Year to everybody. We wish you well in 2018. That's the next time I'll be talking to you. It's News Talk 1400, WDWS Champagne, a News Gazette media station. It's 11 o'clock.